Hey friends, Jim and Lynn here. We're going to talk today about a, a topic we hear parents ask us about almost every day. <laughs> it's the screens that's driving us all crazy. Mm-hmm. Getting our child screens. off the screens, screens. without screens. World War III. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, and I know uh, we hear parents talk about needing the screen sometime, like to just be a babysitter for them because parents have important things to do. But then the tussles to get off and the power struggles and the threats and sometimes parents give in and sometimes parents are tough. Um, let's unpack this a little bit today and see if we can get to some helpful thoughts about how to help our kids choose the wisdom needed um, mm-hmm. and understand the rationale for why too much screen time is not good for them and take responsibility a little bit for their lives. Mm -hmm. And parents and kids working together to come up with a plan for how to make Mm -hmm. that difficult transition without so much tension in the relationship. Now, I know, and you know, because we both experienced it and we've talked to so many parents similarly, that um, it's not enough to just have the right formula to step one, two, and three Mm -hmm. to get my kids to get off the screen nicely, is it? Not at all. I remember when our kids... Well, when one of our kids in particular was struggling with some a little bit of screen preoccupation and excessive <laughs> use, I, I paid or borderline a, addiction. I yeah, <laughs> I paid attention to that really important foundational question: What's going on with me mm-hmm. about this? And I noticed that when he was on screens, I just felt a little more anxious, and when he was off screens, yeah. I felt a little more peaceful. And I thought, okay, that's a sign that this is really about my anxiety. And I could sense wow. that when I would engage and try to get him off the screens, I had this built-up anxiety from him being on screens. And yeah. engaging with anxiety with our kids is a setup for frustration. Yeah, for so there's there's something in there, and we talk about this often in many arenas. It's a foundational issue, really, about um, taking captive to Christ's obedience, the thoughts, the judgments, the stuff that's going on in us. And it might even be well-founded. Like, it's good for us to engage with our kids, intervene when they're on the computer Mm -hmm. and they ought not be. But is that all that I'm engaging from? Or is there this anxiety or this frustration or these pent-up things from earlier in the day or whatever it might be? Or judgments about my child, right? Oh, say more about that. Well, just even judgments like, oh, he's so lazy. He just wants to do this all time. She just is only focused on her friends. Sure. Those kind of judgments can This kid has no self control. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we say these strong, sort of black and white things, and then they become judgments. And then our kids, we might not even use those words, but they sense those words coming from us to them. And then they start to form a, a voice about who they are. Right. Accordingly. Yeah. So it's really essential to engage with compassion for Mm. us and for them. (laughs) Um, Just to to realize the intensity of what you're up against uh, and the way the the researchers study this carefully, the researchers of the companies trying, of these, you know, screen companies. The video game companies. The video game companies, the the social media companies, they study carefully how to make these things as a addictive as possible Um, and and they really are even back in the early days before the science had developed to what it is um, I I I later asked our our son when he was about 20 I asked him about um, what it was like when we got you off of your video games when you were a teenager and he said 
When you guys made me get off my video games, it took a while for real life to regain its relevance. Yeah. That's just a really key phrase that, yeah. that speaks to how difficult this is for kids. And I, I remember that. It wasn't long after the movie Big came out. One of my favorite movies ever. But there's a scene in the movie Big because video games and mm-hmm. and the whole video game thing is kind of a middle part of or a central part of that of that movie. And I remember this this video game executive saying, if we can get him to put the first quarter in, they'll never stop. <laughs> <laughs> We've got them. And, and and that's been true ever yeah. since. Mm-hmm. So it takes compassion to recognize how difficult this is on our kids. And it takes a real sense of purpose and vision. You know, vision that my child can grow. He is called and capable to grow the wisdom and responsibility to learn to self-monitor more over time. So that purpose and vision is about recognizing I've got judgments, I've got anxiety. I want to replace those with something. And it's this sense of purpose and vision. Mm -hmm. And so we probably don't do that in the heat of the moment, do we? Absolutely not. No, that's where you, you know, you get prayerful, you get thoughtful, whether you're jogging or washing dishes and go, Lord, help me get your insight into this. And I remember as a young dad, and I've talked to, you know, lots of parents who will say, I've just got this repeating thing that I say about my child that's not good. And I had those, you had those, Mm -hmm. we had those. And it wasn't, it wasn't good enough to just scold ourselves when we when we said about our children you're just a problem or you're just a pain or that kid is so self-centered all the time like those are those judgment tapes mm-hmm. it wasn't helpful to just go oh i don't want to do that i shouldn't do that i need to take some time back away all right if that's not the truth what is the truth about my child that i can begin to tell myself from god's perspective a child built in his purpose to do good things like you're saying exactly uh, and then be prepared for the next time instead of surprised that my child is on the video a game again and won't get off or doing whatever they're doing and mm-hmm. instead of being surprised it's like now's an opportunity to put this this new lens into practice yep and so having compassion is the starting place how do we express compassion what are some ways that you've helped parents express that compassion in the heat of the moment well really leaning towards that child that's struggling instead of back um, and kind of backing away, being pr- playful, lighthearted about the conflict, empathetic as we talk about it, really trying to step into their shoes, connecting well with them um, can reflect that we have compassion on them. We're not just trying to stamp out the the misbehavior, so to speak. We want to understand. Mm-hmm. We want to enjoy them in so, spite of this. So I'm little Jimmy. I'm 11. I'm on my video game. I'm absorbed. You've you've asked me to get off my game because I know the rules and I know the timing and it's past time. Your your time is up for the day, Jimmy. You need to get off and I'm not off. And um, you know, you come into me and you remind me one more time and you tell me you're going to but I just don't get off. What do you do in that moment as a parent? You know, unpack the the thinking uh, that you do to bring this approach that you're talking about to me right now in the chair. Mm-hmm. So I would I would take that breath and go, this is so hard for him. Um, and then I would just lean into it and go, buddy, you're having so much fun. Mm-hmm. I get that. But it's time to be done. You want to turn it off or me turn it off? Yeah, there's some firmness there, but it's a different kind of firmness than you need to be done. I'm turning that thing off if you don't do it right now. Do you understand me, young man? Right. Whole different feel. Yep, entirely. 
So in, in your scenario as the parent and me, the child, my brain is okay. I get it. Mom is, and I'm still frustrated. I don't want to be reminded of this. I might still be crabby, Mm -hmm. but I realize this is my thing. In scenario two, and we've heard this and experienced this ourselves, when when parents start to get big about it, now mom's got a problem or dad's got a problem. And so now this isn't just my problem. It's their problem too. And it's harder for me to pull away from something when we've both got a problem because then I feel like I'm responsible for all the problem instead of just my part of it. Right, right. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's... that. That's a hard idea for parents to get a hold of sometimes, that if we engage with our well-justified but but icky feeling to our children ways, then in their minds, this is not just their problem, it's our problem. And we're not taking responsibility for our part. We're just forcing them to take responsibility for their part. And they feel like they lose and we win. And a dynamic is created for more of this, this sort of thing as we go forward. It, you know, it helps so much to be connective when we go in and engage in the moment, but then also to really connect well when we have those conversations outside of the immediate, it's time to turn it off. Um, Let's do a role play about that in just a little bit. But before we do, I want to cover one other really key principle in addition to the connecting and empathizing. And that's really to to coach a child well, to be thoughtful about what's the just right challenge? How can we problem solve this together? How much help does my child need to get off respectfully? Mm -hmm. And is it even a reasonable transition to just tell them to get off the computer and then leave them in that place where real life doesn't have any relevance? How can I support them in that? One of the things we talk with parents about a lot is in, in this realm of becoming a coach is to remind them of the problem of sin in their lives, to remind them of the goodness of God in their lives, Mm -hmm. to remind them of the redemptive purposes for which they were created, Mm -hmm. while we're being proactive to kind of help um, set a baseline for when we go through these sorts of troubles later on. So Mm -hmm. in the proactive sense, to connect and to coach our kids well, you know, involves this message of love no matter what, this message of your God's workmanship built to do good stuff, but there's a problem of sin getting in the way sometimes, and we both experience it as as humans. Absolutely. So you said we'd do a role play. Um, Let's give that a shot. Okay. So let's set up this role play again. Um, Instead of being in the heat of the moment, uh, I'm little Jimmy. I'm sitting in a chair uh, in the living room. I'm eating a, uh, I'm eating chips and salsa because I love <laughs> chips and salsa in the middle of the day. And you, you've recognized your opportunity mm-hmm. that that you know I'm in a pretty good, relaxed, uh, available sort of a spot. And um, and you come in and engage with me while I'm eating the chips. And for the sake of the role play, I won't crinkle things and crunch things. <laughs> <laughs> right. And if you weren't, I, I'm just looking for a way to connect. So I'm going to connect through the chips this time. If you weren't, I might say, hey, bud, let's talk. Let's let's go throw the ball around while we try to figure out some of these sure. issues. You know. Yeah. So just find a connective activity. Yep. So you're going to pick one in, the, in this context, and we'll just go from there and see what happens. Yep. Never perfect, but just some ideas. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I'm eating and... Dude, you got chips and salsa? Yeah. I want some. I'll go get us some guac. Does that oh, work for you? Awesome. I didn't know we had guac. Uh-huh. Mom. Secret stash in the back of the fridge. How come you didn't tell me? <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I want to just sort of talk about this challenge that we got about getting off the computer. It's so hard for you, <sighs> isn't it? Well, yes, it's hard. Yeah. Tell I, me more about that. Well... 
I, it's my friends and mm. we're playing and, and you wouldn't come into the room if my friends were really here and interrupt us because you tell us not to interrupt and then sure. and then just make me stop. You'd yeah. be nice to my friends. You'd be nice to me. You'd probably tell me in a few minutes, but you just come in and you start demanding and mm-hmm. it's frustrating. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm never done with something when you ask. I'm always in the middle of something. Right. Makes me crazy. That's a really hard thing. I can imagine that if you came into the, like if I was having coffee with a friend and you came in and told me to be done, that would be pretty frustrating for me too. (sighs) Yeah, it's frustrating. You're hogging the guac. Put it it over here. So so is there anything good about that conflict? Because sometimes it really escalates, doesn't it? About the conflict for the computer? About conflict. Anything good? Anything good about it? There's nothing good about it. If you just leave me alone, it'd be fine. (laughs) I can think of something good. (sighs) What? What? That you're telling me honestly how you feel. And and I'm doing what I think is the the right thing. As I want to do a time out to this role play for a minute because literally when you said this thing about me that was a compliment in the middle of me expecting to be lectured, I got I literally kind of the hair started to stand on end a little bit. Like what? I'm I am I am telling the truth. That's, That's good. Right. I'm doing a good thing, and that has there's a whole different feeling and chemistry, even in the context of a role play that we've kind of been struggling. This yep. is take three, <laughs> uh, to, you know, to to have feel real. Yeah. That felt as real as anything. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. So let's continue. You, okay. You've complimented me about telling me the yeah, truth. Yeah, I mean, you could be walking off to your room just like, all right, fine, and then text your friends about what a jerk I am, but you're being straight with it. You're you're intense about something that you love. Um, Mom, can can we just make a new deal instead of you just coming in? Is there? Can we just? Can you just trust me to get off on my own? Um, well, I'd be willing to. I, I'd love for you to get off on your own. Uh, what are your ideas about that? Uh, well, um, are you kind of stuck? <laughs> yeah, again, I'm trying to be the a real ten year old and in a real ten year old's brain, and that sort of a question just has me going like, uh, I have no idea, but I just asked for it, and now she's given me latitude, and I know I have to come up with something, and it's opening me to having to admit. I don't really know how to get off of that thing sometimes. But I'm not going to tell you that as a 10-year-old, but that's how I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, I, you know, I don't know, Mom. It's just so hard. Yeah. And I know we tried a timer, and that didn't even work. And and I know there's people that play this game all night, and some guys in a different country died because they never got off their video games. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen to you, but I'm not so sure that it's that it's always so great for you. So well, that's why we just, have our time could limits. Could you just so. not come in and just tell me to get off right away all the time? And could you be nicer? I'll sure work to be nicer, but I'd love it if because I really don't like when I have to say, "All right, you lose your computer time for tomorrow." That's your consequence. I don't like that. My what I'd love is if you could, you know, need more or less need less help so that you were getting off yourself and I didn't have to take your time away from you. Okay. So what well, what, what ideas I, do you have? I don't know. Maybe we can try the timer again and this time if the timer goes off and I 
go past my time, then you can just turn it off. I do have one idea. What about if I came in with a post-it note? So I'm not verbally interrupting you, and I put a post-it note on the computer, and then you had to be off in one minute. Okay, let's do that. Okay, let's try it, and then we'll figure out something else if that doesn't work. Okay, Mom. Thanks for the guac. I I was glad to have guac with you. Thanks for the conversation. I don't know that a ten year old would really say that, but I you know I had <laughs> a cl- a we, we could character. role play for a long time. And I mean, part of the point of role plays like this, we know that there's so many different ways that this can happen. But I really liked how you connected with me um, through the food and through the guac, and and there was a light tone and there was a smile, a little bit on the edge sometimes of feeling like it was a condescending laughter, but then you stayed sincere and I realized it wasn't in this role play. That was more nervous. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you would, you know, I think over time you would learn how much laughter is enough that you're, but, but the point is, is that as a parent, you were in a lighter place, much lighter place. Uh, and that allowed you to connect and it allowed me to feel connected with. And then, I mean, the way that you asked questions and guided me through that, um, you know, really was like, I'm thinking now as a 10 year old about the fact that this is my problem and it's hard for me. And then I more readily receive your discipline when it comes. Cause I recognize this is my problem, uh, alone, not yours too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I, I think some great principles there uh, when you're coaching with parents and you deal with this issue all the time uh, how, how do you how do you make it succinct so parents have a, 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 a at least a little guide not like a formula but some principles to stay true to we've talked about the foundation and staying calm and connecting and doing this coaching but you know you might come to me tomorrow Jimmy as a 10 year old and you put the post-it note on there and 10 minutes later like we agreed I have I never even saw the post-it note. <laughs> like so now what? Yeah. So that post-it note thing didn't work real well, did it? So you're going to role play this again? Sure. Sure, okay. <laughs> so the post-it note. So so you put the post-it note up. Yep. You notice that I kind of just ignored it. Um <clears throat> have you followed through on just turning it off cuz we cuz I agreed to that, right? I yeah. agreed you would turn so now you've turned it off. I've mom Oh, this is so, but even then, like the, if you come in and turn off the computer today instead of yesterday, I'm like, with this new idea in place, I'm like, oh, I know it's my problem and I feel icky about it and I don't know how to solve this problem. I feel horrible whether I say it or not. And I might act in all kinds of ways, but mm-hmm. that's what's going on inside of me. And you come in now and say right. what? That's all right, bud. You know, we're learning. We're trying to figure it out. We'll take a break for a day, but then we'll come up with a new idea. What do you mean take a break for a day? Well, if you didn't get off, that's the deal. You take a break. That's how it's been for a long time. On the first chance? Yeah. Well, we'll figure out something else tomorrow. Maybe I'll come in tomorrow, put the post-it note on, and give you a little back rub. So I don't interrupt you. I like back rubs. (laughs) I know you do. So I don't interrupt you, but I give you that little touch cue as well. We'll try that, and then if it doesn't work, we'll take another break, and we'll come up for with something on the next day. Fine. Yeah, it's tough. I get it. Can I go? Yep. Well, wait a minute. That wasn't a fairy fairy tale ending. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> if if it has to be a fairy tale ending, then that's my anxiety wanting everything to be perfect. Oh, that is a difficult and hard point 
for parents to yeah. grasp. I know right. it was for me. It still is for me. Yeah. I want fairy tale endings in hard things, whether it's with you or my kids or anybody, really. Yeah. Like I want it to have that. And then I push because I'm anxious because I need it in order to be okay. So in that situation, I'd probably let you just head off a little sullen and then I'd make a point to connect later. Mm. And I might say, you know what? Tomorrow is no computer. I'm going to really put my phone away as much as I can and I'll be available to play an extra game with you tomorrow. So, you know, uh, I'm shifting gears a little bit, if that's okay. And uh, I'm going to ask a question that I don't think you prepared for in the notes, but it, <gasps> I think it's, I know, oh, no. right? But, <laughs> but, you know, I know some parents, they'll work a program like what we just did and their hearts are good and everything is fine, but their kids are just really intent on this thing. And they beg and they bargain and they try to work out deals. And if necessary, they, you know, I mean, we, we had a child that actually got, figured out a way to get his own little device so that at night he could hide it and play it after he was in bed. Just wouldn't get off the thing. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, so there's this deep sort of thing going on. What do you tell parents or how do you talk to parents when that's the case? Well, I think it's really important for parents to understand how these devices affect their kids. Mm -hmm. And um, in the show notes and in the blog post, uh, we'll have a list of symptoms of excessive screen use, of problematic screen use, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, So you can really evaluate, do you have a serious brain problem here where your child truly is addicted? Because during video games, dopamine doubles. And so it's this huge dopamine hit. And um, psychologists have made the statement that dopamine is the underlying chemical of all addiction. So it really is a Mm. serious issue. And if you're doing your best and you are still really stuck, it's time to get some professional help. There's things that you can read to really be familiar with what goes on in a child's brain. Um, And then you... Yeah, get some yeah. coaching. It's so, It can be really tough. So the short of what I hear you saying is, is that if, if, if you feel like you connect well and there's warmth and there's sensibility and that you don't get caught into this uh, and your kids continue to struggle, um, it's time to enlist some help of some sort. Either, yep. either help just by way of, of deeper learning about, you know, and they've actually now labeled this as an addictive disorder. Absolutely. Uh, and... Because of what happens in the brain, the chemistry, your body becomes dependent on it, and it's problematic and requires intervention, coaching, counseling, diagnosis, pediatrician. Uh, but a lot of parents will try to get those diagnoses before they've done the work we're describing today. Right. So we've got a lot of resources for you in the blog post that, yeah. you, can, that you can read up on, because we want to equip you for this. Um, this challenge. But one one quick little just practical thing that can help is especially when you're trying to empower your child to get off the screens more easily is to just offer for a while, you know, for a couple weeks, bud, I'll go just shoot some hoops with you right after because that'll help your brain readjust. It'll help real life kind of come alive for Mm. you again. It'll give us a chance to connect. It really helps our kids when they know that we put some skin in the game that we are self-sacrificing in order to give, meet their needs and connect and help them through this difficult challenge. Yeah, I really like that, um, which is, we, you know, for most of both of our careers, when, when correction is hard, the goal is not to just find a new way to correct, but it's to move toward the struggling child with connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these ideas that we talk about are ideas we talk about 
all the time in different ways through the lens of the Connected Families framework. And if that's something that you want to learn more about, for sure, look at our show notes, look at the blog posts, get on our website, nose around, sign up for our email tips and learn about these this framework that we teach parents that we've really kind of guided you through today. Yep, this is a really tough issue, really tough for mm-hmm. parents. And I, I'd just like to close us in prayer. Lord, we thank you that you are so with us in the midst of this struggle, that your mercy is overflowing to these parents and kids, and you understand the potential in each child that that you have built into them. So I ask your special guidance for this these parents. Give them the wisdom they need to come alongside their kids and guide them towards your purposes uh, and to truly connect and encourage them well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Connected Families Podcast. We hope you got tips that you can use in your parenting today. Please subscribe and leave us a positive review so other families can find us and learn how to parent with peace and connection.